The Ambitious Mum Podcast. Different women, different lives, different ambitions. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, and every week I'll be having honest conversations about ambition. I just felt bored, a bit fed up, and hairdressing wasn't challenging me anymore, it wasn't pushing me, and I'm obsessed with learning and obsessed with growing. Motherhood. My girls are my muses. My girls are one of the reasons that I'm so obsessed with women and so in love with women, because I'm raising two of them. And everything in between. We'll explore how their ambitions and careers have evolved while being a parent, and I'll be digging deep, acknowledging the taboos, the sacrifices, and the sheer grit and perseverance working mums don't talk about. And I truly believe that from those places of loving yourself and knowing where your self-worth lies, you can create any life you choose. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Ambitious Mum podcast. Hope you're all well. Um, I'm sorry if the sound sounds a bit strange today on the intro. My dog ate my microphone. Not very often that you can say that, but I have got a seven-month-old puppy that seems to be hell-bent on destroying the whole house. And she managed to find my lovely Blue Yeti microphone and chew the wires. So I'm now recording the uh, the intro to this podcast on my phone. So hopefully you can't hear the sound difference too much. Um, and if anybody fancies a seven-month-old puppy to come and live with them, then you know where to come. Anyway, I'm not going to go on to a negativity rant because actually this week's podcast is all about staying away from negativity and trying to find the happiness and the joy and the fun wherever we can. And we've got a fantastic guest called Nicole Kidman. Not Nicole Kidman, Nicole Goodman. (laughs) How cool would it be if actually Nicole Kidman came as my guest? Maybe that's one I need to strive for. But Nicole Goodman, who's just as good as Nicole Kidman, is a fantastic identity and empowerment specialist. She's an expert in this area and she coaches women to feel the most confident that they can. So Nicole and I had a really great conversation. We really kind of honed it in on the fact that there's a lot of negativity out there and we can choose to get sucked into it or we can choose to try and, you know, use whatever means that we have within our capabilities to step away from it. And actually, I'm reading um, the brilliant book called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And Jay, I don't know if you know who he is, has got an amazing podcast. And he um, spent a few years living like a monk in an ashram in India. I'm reading the chapter on negativity and he talks about something really interesting And he talks about the fact that we have words in our English language, um, you know, empathy, compassion, to express the ability to feel the pain that others suffer. But we don't actually have a word for experiencing vicarious joy or joy on behalf of other people. This is what he writes. And perhaps this is a sign that we all need to work on it. And the word mudita is the principle of taking sympathetic or unselfish joy in the good fortune of others. So we don't have that word in our language. And Nicole and I actually talk about this, that it's actually easier to connect with people over negative, depressing things, as opposed to really sort of cheerleading each other on and being happy for people when things are going well. 
So we talk about that and I would love to hear uh, your feedback from the episode as always. And Nicole is a brilliant guest and she's also got her own podcast as well. So check those out. She's got two, but one um, at the moment, I think it's the self-care podcast that she's doing. And each week she tries a different self-care act and and basically comes back and rates it, whether it's worth it or not. So um, definitely one to check out. And here is the episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome everyone and this week's guest we've got Nicole Goodman who is a women's identity expert and coach. I'm really excited about having Nicole on today because um, I've been following you on Instagram for a really long time and I love the messages you put out um, it instantly connect to them all every single one of them I kind of go yes absolutely and I think it's a, it's kind of like you know BS approach I think you just kind of say it as it is you, there's no waffle there's no kind of it's not too coachy like I think when you're a coach yourself and you follow a lot of coaches on online sometimes you hear the same stuff being repeated and what I like about you is that you're kind of just like cutting through all the waffle and just saying it as it is. And um, I really resonate with it. And I can see that a lot of other um, women do as well. So welcome to the Thank podcast. You. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted you've asked me to come on. So Nicole is based in London and she is a mum of two. We're just having a bit of a chat beforehand um, about <laughs> daughters, especially 12 year old daughters. <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we, we can all relate to, to definitely having daughters. And I guess being a mum of girls, being a coach for women, especially doing what you do, how important is that for you right now? And the seeing, you know, bringing up young women into the world and, and knowing how important um, self-esteem and confidence is? Oh my God. Well, I mean, it's the piece that I'm obsessed with um, in terms of my coaching practice and in, in anything that I do in my, on my social channels, it's always about exactly what you said, self-belief and self-esteem. And I truly believe that from those places of loving yourself and knowing where your self-worth lies, you can create any life you choose. And if those things aren't in place and they're not, um, you know, and you do have self-esteem issues, you do have belief issues. And let's be honest, we all do in some area. We all fall at some place on that scale. Um, I think that really determines how you show up in your life and how you behave in your life and how happy you are in life. So that's the piece that I'm completely obsessed with, that women loving themselves. You know, I always use the hashtag love yourself, self-love kind of thing, because that is the answer to inner peace that is the answer to happiness so when I'm raising my children with that it's always at the forefront of my mind and my goals are my goals are my muses my goals are one of the reasons that I'm so obsessed with women and so in love with women because I'm raising two of them and and I want them to be strong-minded self-assured women who are just completely comfortable in their own skin and love themselves and know themselves and know what they're worth and what they deserve and know how to show up in their own life so yeah they inform me massively it's really interesting that you say that because I've got three girls and I totally agree they are also my muses and I see how from such a young age we're conditioned to almost belittle ourselves um not you know to find the um the faults that you know be so self-critical 
And it just comes, I don't even know where it comes from being a woman or a girl, that it's kind of almost like programmed into us that we need to uninstall this programming. And the earlier we do it, the better. And, you know, no fault of our parents and older generations, but that just wasn't part of their conversation. So it's almost like our generation is there to, um, I guess, to help this younger generation to know that it's okay to be confident. It's okay to have self-belief and to, like you say, love yourself and have this self-assurance that's not being perceived as cocky or overly confident or quite that woman down. She shouldn't be speaking that way. And I mean, it's just ridiculous because if a man is self-assured and confident and he's got a bit of cockiness, you know, women find that celebrated. Exactly. Celebrated. Yeah. But I think that's that's a massive fear in women. And that is one of the reasons that women don't step into it enough is because they don't want to come across as cocky or arrogant or someone that loves themselves. You know, there's so much negative connotation around it. But actually, we're reframing it now, aren't we? What it means to love yourself, what it means to really stand in who you are. And cocky and loving yourself are so different. They're such different behaviours. They're such different practices that you can't confuse the two. Like I can see a woman who's cocky and it, yes, it's, it's off-putting, but a woman who loves herself and is comfortable with who she is, there's nothing sexier. There's nothing more that I gravitate towards than a powerful woman who knows who she is. I think the trick is to, once you start to know yourself and once you start to fall in love with who you are, and it is a process and it is a practice, um, is not to go into the cocky side. But I think if you're doing it with, with all the good intention and with all the, with all the right reasons, I just don't think cocky comes into it. So I think it's a fear that's based on a nonsense. Because yeah. I think when you start to do the work, as you would know, Kate, when you start to do the work of what it means to know yourself and love yourself, um, cocky, it's, it's, not even, it's not even in the arena. Yeah. There's, there's no space for it because it doesn't belong there. So just to say to women that do worry about that, that that's a fear you don't need to worry about. Because if you're doing it with the right people around you and you're, and you're on the right path to your self-worth, it's just, it's about you being comfortable with who you are. It's not about making anyone else feel uncomfortable. And it's not about being arrogant with it. It's just about a knowing. a really just stepping into your power, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. You are... A hairdresser or a former hairdresser what would you I'm I am still a head I will be a hairdresser till the day I die <laughs> I think <laughs> for as, I always say for as long as I brush my teeth I will cut hair but that it's interesting to me because hairdressing is all about that isn't it I mean if you strip it right back you are giving people confidence self-belief no matter how you look at it you're a feminist whatever it is when you've got your hair done you feel good about yourself when you know I'm desperate I've got my hair I'm getting my hair done my hair done tomorrow I've been waiting for my highlights for three four months however long we've been in lockdown and I am so excited and I guess when you're you see people come in and you can completely transform them do whatever you do with their hair and that is what you're doing with coaching as well so tell me how you made that sort of sidestep from um, hairdressing into coaching and blending it all together um so I have been a hairdresser for 26 years um and I've had an incredible career and I'm very grateful for it it's been it's served me 
beautifully in my life at every stage of my life. Um, and when I was kind of hitting my late 30s, I'm now 43, I was just getting, I was falling out of love with it. Um, and I was just bored and I was a bit stale and not in my, not in my work, but just in my passion for it. And I kind of went on a bit of a journey of self-discovery because I've always been into spirituality. I've always been into self-development. Um, and so I started to, because I just felt, I just felt bored. I was a bit fed up and hairdressing wasn't challenging me anymore. It wasn't pushing me. And I, I'm obsessed with learning and obsessed with growing. So I started to go into self-development and I started doing these courses. Um, I was also suffering with an eating disorder at the time. I was um, in a complete exercise addiction. I wasn't in a good headspace. I was probably quite depressed. I was never diagnosed with that. Um, and I was kind of checking out of life. Um, and I think, you know, it's quite normal in the stage that I was at. My kids were out of the baby stage. My husband was building this lovely business for himself. He's well, he's not traveling all over the world now, but, you know, his work takes him all over the world. And there I was stuck at home in a salon that I'd built. I had a private salon and I was just like, I want more than this. This is not just not floating my boat anymore. Um, and I started going on some courses and there was one course that I went on. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The Landmark. It's a bit controversial. Um, and you go for a weekend and they basically strip you bare of all of your ideals and standards and beliefs and how you see yourself and you kind of start again and you emerge on that Monday a new person wow. and it was a stat it, it's an incredible course but it is very controversial when you look it up but the content itself is absolutely incredible and on this course there was a coach there and she was taking the whole course and I would watch her get, there was a room of 150 people and I would watch her get person up after person within 15 minutes transforming their lives over just through a powerful conversation and being quite direct and quite bold. There were people that hadn't spoken to their families in 15 years and they, they were making up with their families, like these long lost brothers that they hadn't seen. And they were coming to like the Tuesday night where we all get together and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, this person's brother's dead. It was remarkable. And I said to my friend after watching this coach for three days, I said to her, I would be really good at that. And I don't know where that came from. And I call it intuition, call it my knowing, call it my, my inner power finally talking to me. I just knew, I just knew that that is something that I would be great at and something I would really enjoy. And so after that weekend, I started looking into coaching courses and I kind of dabbled around and then I found the course that I wanted to do. It was a six month course. I trained with a company called CTI, it's called Coactive Coaching. I fell desperately in love with it. And I know I keep using that term, but I think that that is so important in your life to have that level of passion and excitement and aliveness and that's what this course gave me and I just knew I cried for six months in this classroom because I'd been so lost for so many years and suddenly I was sitting in a place where I felt like I'd come home yeah. and I, I can't explain it in any way other than that just a knowing and a trust that I was on the right path and I sat there and I cried watching people transform in front of me being able to help people transform um, and just being a part of this content and that's kind of how it started it was always a trust in following my energy following my energy of when I was bored following my energy of when I was restless knowing I had to do something about it and then knowing what lit me up and just kind of moving in that direction <laughs> 
you're enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review or a rating to help us reach even more ambitious mums and get the content out there. Thanks so much. You say you're an identity expert and you talk about identity cycles. And I'm a little bit younger than you, I've just turned 40, but I can really relate because I probably hit that moment about two or three years ago. So it was about, my youngest daughter was about two and I definitely felt there was something missing and there was something that was, you know, that was calling for something completely different. My background's PR and I had a break, um, you know, looking after the kids and there was just a part of me that was missing. And then that, that calling for something more, for something more and exactly the same. I love learning. I'm very into my spirituality and I, I went down all the different courses and, and just, I mean, I'm, but I, I must get about four books a, uh, a week from Amazon that just keep around <laughs> more and more books. And so it's this thirst for, for wanting something different. And yeah. I wonder with women, we do have these cycles. I mean, we have menstrual cycles, we have reproductive cycles. We, we are, we shed layers the whole time yeah. and we yeah. think we should be the same person as we were in our twenties. And we think we should be the same person that we, we are when we just had our first child, when we've had our second or third child. And, you know, so often it takes, you know, divorce or, you know, God forbid, grief or something like that for, for people. But when you haven't had a big life changing moment and you're stuck in that rut and you, you know, you said you were on the, you know, the verge of depression and you, you know, you had everything you could possibly wish for with your business and your husband and, but you're still in that rut where do women then go if they're not as, I don't know, educated, enlightened, you know, if they've not gone down the same route that you'd gone down? You know, how do they recognise where their cycles are? What can you tell us about our cycles, I guess, from our sort of 20s to our 50s? That's such a great question. Um, going back to what I said about the energy, that, that is a massive piece of information that gets very often overlooked. So notice, you know, if I'm talking to someone now that is, that's listening here, that's possibly struggling with something in their life and they don't know what it is, or they're feeling a bit lost and they're not sure why, it doesn't matter how old you are, that feeling is that feeling, it doesn't matter kind of what stage of life you're in. Um, recognize it, acknowledge it, it's okay. It's, it's okay, it's your inner wisdom and your inner knowing trying to tell you something. It's not for you to ignore it, because I promise you, if you keep ignoring it, it's going to scream, louder and louder and louder until it turns into a complete and utter car crash so and sometimes like what you were saying sometimes it takes a car crash for us to go oh hold on a second what's this about i mean i drove into a shop window i swear to god i drove into a shop window it was probably this time last year because i was running at such a speed and i'm literally i've driven into the shop front thinking oh okay, it's time to slow down. Like something awful needed to happen, thank God no one was hurt, for me to actually say, no, my pace needs to readjust. We're always being spoken to, so trust the energy. Always notice, notice what lights you up, notice what makes you feel good, notice what puts a smile on your face. And those are the things to follow in terms of making yourself feel better, even if it's having a coffee with a friend, or even if it's blow drying your hair it doesn't matter they're usually very small 
but just notice where your energy is alive and when your energy is flat. Because you're right, I was in a privileged position. I had a thriving business, so I could go and spend the money on a course that was going to serve me that way. But if, if you're not in that position and you don't want to take any big moves right now, by all means, just notice what is happening within you because you are a complete barometer for where you are at. You've just got to take notice and listen. And back to, you know, in terms of the identity, what I do is I define it in kind of, and obviously there's an exception to the law, but I define it in like three different stages of women's adult life because they're the three stages where things change for us hormonally. Um, the expectation that's put on us, it's um, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, and 40 to 50 plus. There's so many changes that happen in those three stages. But it doesn't mean that, okay, at 30, I'm going to have an identity change now, and at 40, I am. Which, as you said, it's beautifully, we change all the time. We are cyclical creatures. Yeah. And we have to roll with it. And I think we get very caught up in the resisting of what's going on. Yeah. The resisting of, oh, God, like, I, you know, something as simple as, I'm really due on and I've eaten loads of chocolate and I feel like rubbish. Well, I, there's resistance there, right? Just eat the chocolate. Just be in the flow of what your body is doing and what your body is telling you because there's so much information there and so much wisdom in our own bodies, much more so than men, because we're fantastic. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that, you know, we'll say things like throwaway comments, oh, it's a gut feeling or I can feel it in my yeah. bones, anything like that. And we, we, almost kind of throw away the importance of our power of what we've got within us and if like you say we tap into that energy we tap into that knowing that is there the whole time and we give it the i don't know we we acknowledge it we we give it the strength that it is and say actually okay this is what it's trying to tell us and um, you know, so many times I've I've felt something. I was like, no, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And I'm so glad that I've gone with that gut feeling. So, like you say, women have got this, and we we're very blessed. And do you just do you feel that a lot of women just don't invite it in? Maybe scared of it. There's a lot of resistance there. Maybe we're too scared of the discomfort of what our wisdom's telling us. Yes, hundred percent. We've got this innate wisdom that is screaming out to tell us that you're not living the life that you should be, but fear is just getting in our way. Yeah, and then we can bury our heads in the sand. And again, this is, of course, different for everybody, and it shows up differently for everybody. But the one thing I've, and I don't know if this is true for you, the one thing I've been so fascinated about since I became a coach is, and not in my coaching sessions with what I'm about to say, is that the hardest thing for people to step into is the truth. Mm. And you look, and your truth, truth is subjective. Truth changes. Your truth and my truth are very different. The truth of this conversation for me and you would be very different. But it's what your truth is in that very moment. Like what's, up, what's your truth right here, right now? That's such a powerful question. Um, by the time someone comes to coaching, they're very open to it. I'm sure you find that too. Um, because they wouldn't want to take on a coach if they didn't want to make changes for themselves. But it is, if you can just accept the truth in that moment, then my God, you can, you can change anything you want, or you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want, but it's in that resisting 
that that resistance of what is showing up for you right now and just shoving it under the carpet i'm very into kind of flow like whatever's showing up just flow with it go with it because it's here anyway what's the point of resisting it it's only in the resistance that we suffer so when you talk about suffering and women and again i'm generalizing a lot we I see this a lot with clients. I see it a lot with friends that we believe that our lives should be difficult, that if life isn't difficult, then what, what's wrong? And we feel more comfortable sitting in difficulty and, and like you say, resistance and, you know, you know, everything being hectic and busy and, and we don't allow the good and the appreciation and the positivity to be what leads us because we kind of almost we're, we're suspicious of that we're suspicious of things going well suspicious of feeling good suspicious of being happy and um being in a, in a place where we are joyful and things are going well why do we do that as women why do we feel more comfortable almost being in a place of negativity but it's safe to feel like that, but it doesn't yeah. feel safe to be yeah. in a happy place of, of not having something to moan about. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, well, it's the, it's the brain, isn't it? We focus, the brain naturally gears itself towards a negative bias. So that's how the brain is trained, which is why all of this work is called an unlearning rather than a learning, isn't it? Yeah. We always have to unlearn what we've been taught in a society and in a culture um to kind of actually to be revolutionary and say actually i don't want to sit here and complain anymore i want to sit here i always use the example is if i walked into a room of four of my girlfriends and they said how are you and i said i'm absolutely fantastic thank you i feel good about my body work is going really well and i'm just in a really great place emotionally how are you i mean what on earth do you think would happen if I said that? I'd have virtual daggers in my back, maybe not from my best friends, but it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. If I walk in and go, do you know what? My husband's really just pissed me off. My kids don't listen to me. And I just feel really bloated. Everyone's comfortable with that. So we're all doing it collectively. We're all doing it together because that is what has become the norm. That is what has become socially acceptable and that's how we connect with one another mm. um, through no fault of our own but that's why it's an unlearn like we need to change the conversation the conversation needs to change and it starts with me and it starts with you for me to walk in a room and go I'm absolutely great thank you so much for asking how are you we don't do that we don't saying, do I'm that. fine thanks how are you we, yeah. but we wouldn't we wouldn't emphasize how good we are feeling because it's not we don't give it any permission we don't give it any airspace and, and i think, I think you that's, feel that's you feel like you're going to be yeah. judged as well don't you you feel like you're going to be yeah will be. for who is she to say how great her life is when i'm suffering with this and i'm going through that and i'm not taking away what people are going through but i think like you say it's not socially accepted to be that person that is in a place of appreciation and gratitude um acknowledging we what's don't, going like, well you, in their you life you said it before you, you said it before we don't give it enough i think you said the word strength we don't we don't give it any airtime because of what we're saying and i think that's 
where the conversation needs to change. I remember one of my husband's friends, um, he came over and I said to him, how are you? He goes, do you know what? I'm great. I'm really great. The kids are great. Work's going well. I'm great. Thank you. And I was like, <laughs> I was really blown away. I was so moved by his sincerity. And perhaps he thought, found it easier because he was a man. I don't know. I don't want to take away from that lovely moment, but it was such a breath of fresh air to hear. It's not to say that someone has to lie to me and say they feel good when they don't no but let's just be real let's just have the truth for a minute back to the truth like are you feeling good right now okay great let's give it permission let's let's give it some airtime. let's change the conversation and like you say like change the conversation so women maybe we need to learn more to be supportive when things are going well as well as when things aren't going well and so when you know, it's like that vibrational match, isn't it? That if you walked into a room and said that, maybe everyone else then would turn around and go, well, actually, I have had a good week, you know. Yeah. Yeah. X, Y, and Z have, has happened, but let's focus on what ABC or the positive things have happened instead. And you might have walked into that room and given women the opportunity to reframe the way they were looking that. at things. And, you know, you've got you know we call them mood hoovers you know energy suckers whatever you've got friends in your life that have been there forever who are just those people that will kind of suck or drain the energy from you and want to talk about everything negative and we might not even think about it until now and then you can you know you might be thinking now well, actually yeah you're right that person always leaves me on a bit of a downer and I always come home and feel a bit low so I think we all have a responsibility to hopefully raise each other's vibrations to make life a bit happier, even though life Love can be rubbish. That. Love that. I, and I think you're right. We do. We're all responsible for ourselves. So I can only be responsible for how I respond to somebody. And I, and I, I love the reframe that you've put on that. Rather than walking into a room and fear of being judged by saying, I'm actually great, thank you to see it as a way to bring up everybody else's spirits and for mm. everyone else to match. I mean, it's just so much more positive. It's like positive affirmations, isn't mm. it? And I think that's a, that's a really beautiful thing. What a gift that you can actually give to the room. And I will say it takes real bravery. You have to put your brave pants on to do that. Yeah. And that's okay. Being brave is really really hard at times but it's really exciting at the same time um and being brave can look like just saying you know that's well great thank you because that is brave when i started this podcast the ambitious mum when i first named it i was thinking in my head i'm going to speak to women who are mums and they're they've got jobs and they how they juggle and it was all very literal in my head of of how they manage that kind of whole yeah working you know living your dream kind of blend and the more I do it and the more people I speak to the conversation in my head changes about what ambition means and that is women being ambitious with their mental health their well-being their the way they self-develop and you know something like this where they feel brave enough to step into that place of saying actually I am feeling well I actually am doing okay and I am living the life that I want to live and not without that fear of women kind of going well it's all right for her it's okay for her she's got x y and z yeah and you know the more women that do that the more space 
they're giving other women to do that. So the more women that step into that power, and I'm doing that in inverted commas, the more other women think it's actually, it's okay for me to do that as well. And then you see kind of like almost like a pattern of, of women coming out and, and just kind of being okay with, you know, I guess whatever cycle they're in, whatever they've decided to do. So yeah, I think it's really important that the more we have these conversations, the more women hear about it, because very often we are just in our little bubbles. We're seeing the same people, working with the same people, and we don't get that opportunity to expand unless we deliberately choose to. So I think we have an intention. Yeah, there's an intention there, isn't there? And your intention can be anything. I mean, I I intend to have a good day today, or I intend to speak to someone. Obviously, I I intend to be kind to myself today. Intention is such a massive thing, but walking walking around life unconsciously is you're missing so much. You're missing so much if you if you're not intentional and aware about who you are and how you are and who you want to be in that moment. There's so much juice and so much love just in that piece that I would say that walking around unconsciously, don't do it. Don't do it. Wake up. And if you're listening to this podcast, you have woken up because you wouldn't be listening to something like this if you you weren't someone that wants to grow and wants to learn. Um, But just always know what your intention is and your intention of who you want to be and how you want to be and how you want to affect the room or how you don't tell me about your podcast oh i've got two well i've got two podcasts actually oh you caught me on a how very you, exciting how do you that in? <laughs> i don't know actually i mean i've got self-care club um i have a partner a co-host lauren um who's one of the funniest women i've ever met and we take a different practice of self-care every week and we live it to the letter and we report back on the results because we were both having a bit of a moan, one of those conversations over a coffee, um, months, probably this time last year, saying how self-care has become another job. It's another thing for women. It's an, like, stick it on the pile, like I don't have enough. I've got to look perfect. I've got to behave perfect. I've got to have the perfect job, the perfect family. Like I've got so much to do and now I've got to look after myself on top of all that. Um, it's the pressure, isn't it? The pressure of self-care. Exactly. It's just another pressure. So we come up with this concept that we take the pre- we take all the hard work out for you. We trial out the self-care. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very funny. Um, and there are some amazing moments of clarity and coaching in there as well. So it's kind of a bit of an all-round. It's, br- it's a brilliant listening. So oh, I can't wait. I'm going to definitely yeah. the self-care club. Okay. And then you've club. one called femaleing as yes, well which is which is mine and it's my little baby it's a, it's a little bit on pause at the moment whilst i just launched this okay um, and i'll get back to it in september but i think i've done four seasons so you'll have over like 50 episodes or 45 episodes i think to pick from and it's quite similar to this i talk to women to people like uk sometimes i do episodes on my own and it's all in a bid for a woman to accept herself understand herself and most importantly be herself so the whole podcast is very much uh, built around that concept because I just, I'm a, I love women and it breaks my heart how much a woman cannot see who she is, her beauty, her power, her worth, um, her gifts to the world. Um, and that's kind of like, 
that's my passion project in life is to is to show women and support women about who they are that's my dog barking in the background <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know she was in the room even, like, he, looking, even she agrees with me how can women find you tell me what what do you provide um are you doing courses are you doing workshops let's direct some women who are looking for, for help you know with their identity with empowerment and you know i obviously do my coaching but i use a lot of eft with mine and and i love supporting other coaches on this podcast and some people say to me what are you doing you're sort of promoting your competitors and i really don't see it like that i see it in a way that we need to be collaborating. We need yeah. to be bringing our niches that we're working in. And some women might be listening to this and go, yeah, Nicole's exactly the type of person that I want to work with. Other women might be like, oh, actually, Kate's the type of person that I want to be working yeah, with. Absolutely. And I want to be able to open the floodgates for different women to tap into what other you know, coaches, experts have got to offer with this hopefully this this intention of you know collectively helping women find whatever they're looking for so yeah tell me tell me how women can find you thank you thank you for that firstly before i tell everyone where they can find me because that is beautiful and putting such love love in the world um and women need to support each other absolutely wholeheartedly because we're all in this together and there's enough space for each and every one of us so so thank you for that i really I take my hat off to you kate um so you can find me first and foremost on instagram i'm pretty much on there every day nicole goodman underscore coach that gives you a real idea of my message and my vibe and you know and it's there's loads of stuff going on there um i do a six week course which is called the self-empowerment boot camp so come on to Instagram and there's loads of information about it on there or email me and I can, um, I can let you know all the details. But it's brilliant. It's a six-week course. It really teaches you how to step into yourself. You learn about um, your empowered self. You learn about choices. You learn how to say no, which is a big one. You learn about how to claim what you want for yourself. Um, that's a very beautiful session. And then there's an action plan um, in how to really go after the things that you truly want yourself it's it's the best thing i have ever written or ever done in the coaching space and i don't say that lightly um and it i also want some coaching it is, just that little bit where you said how to learn to say no it's like oh my god i mean what what has it come to that women have got to go on a six-week course <laughs> <laughs> to say no and it, it that was like a bit you know it's true that there's so much weight in that of you know oh you know how women just can't it just doesn't come naturally to us to let people down well um, but here, and here's how I coach you on it just to give a snippet is it's not what you're saying no to it's what you're saying yes to because yes and no live in the same territory so if you don't focus on the no no I'm sorry I can't come to that dinner party what you're saying yes to is yes, because I, I say yes to me because I want to have a quiet night at home. That's what you focus on rather than the, you know, the disappointing people. So that's just a little snippet in terms of how to say no to something. And it takes um, practice, then, I think, doesn't it? It takes practice, it takes balls, and it comes back to what we were talking about before, it takes bravery. You know, bravery comes into absolutely everything. Bravery and courage is a big, big values of mine. And one-to-one -one coaching, of course, I offer one-to-one -one coaching. 
and that's me that's how you can find me you can find my my podcast femaling it's called female dash ing or the self-care club I, honestly if you look hard enough you could really get sick of me <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to definitely be checking out the self-care club. I'm, I'm interested to, to see what you've been choosing, to which different things. We're doing, um, this week we're doing kindness, small acts of kindness. Go, there's seven episodes on there, but we'll be, we'll be launching it from the studio this week. So the quality of everything will be much better. But the next ones we've got planned, we've got kombucha coming up, which is like a fermented tea, which is, I don't know what that's supposed to do. I'll let you know. And then we've got, we've got a week of no complaining. We're going to be doing that too. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited about that. Nicole, thank you. thank you very much for coming on. It's been a delight and hopefully we'll be in touch and we can carry on these conversations because I think, you know, we're, we're maybe just scratching the surface a little bit. We are. We are. You're going to have to come on femaling for sure. So thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And um, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Nicole. So that is this week's episode done. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd love to know if some of the insights resonated with you or if there were some takeaways that you're possibly able to apply to your life. I would really love to hear your feedback and perspective on today's conversation as well. Perhaps we talked about a topic that sparks something within you or you have something to offer to the other listeners. Either way, I would love to hear from you. In order to help grow the Ambitious Mum community, and allow the podcast to be heard by other people, please do rate, subscribe and share it across your social networks. This will really help with the visibility of a new podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Coaching by Kate and do use the hashtag The Ambitious Mum Podcast so I can find your comments easily. So please do get in touch if you have any more to say. I'll also provide all links to my guests and my contact details on The Ambitious Mum show notes too. See you next week.